0: Jimmy Walker Jr. is my guest today, and even though he is not related to Jimmy Walker from Good Times, nevertheless, he is still Dynamite. And speaking of Dynamite, Jimmy has been in Black Dynamite, the movie, the cartoon, and the comic book, as the amazing character Roscoe. In addition, he's worked on such shows as My Name is Earl and Lethal Weapon. And let me tell you, since I did a pilot with Jimmy one time, Jimmy is what you call a scene stealer in every project he does. And I mean that definitely as a compliment. So let's get to the scene stealing, shall we? Jimmy Walker Jr., welcome to Breakfast. Pick it up! Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Breakfast. This young lady just smashed the lids on all these cakes in the bakery section. (laughs) My uh, guest today. Oh, I'm going to need to hear all about that. He adds character to my crew. (laughs) As you just said, you're not a prostitute. What? Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Great place to hang out and good food, too. I'm always playing blue collar guys. Somebody screwed through the pipe. I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilized the hydraulics. Some salsa and some sour cream some guacamole. Who doesn't love that? It's breakfast time. The only show where bacon, pancakes, Hollywood. I'm your host, Brent Pope. We met on the set of a pilot Uh, we had Zora Beacon Gaga was a episode two guest on this show and we talked about the HOA, the pilot, but that's where I met you actually. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, what I found amazing, like I said in the intro, is that Every scene you're in, man, you steal the scene. And you don't try to steal the scene. That's just your personality. You know, you're very funny, and you've got that essence of, like, it's just, you just shine in every scene you're in. That's what I find.
1: Well, thanks, Brent.
0: Part of uh, when we did that show, the the pilot, the HOA, which never got picked up, which is a travesty. It was a great show, and you were amazing on it. You played Charles, the, uh, I would say, like a Mr. Magoo but with an attitude type guy that works at the at the gate security guard, we went to the New York Television Festival, and gosh, we had a night where you and I went out and had how many how many places did we hit? Well, food places.
1: Well, I remember walking and uh, we stopped at ten food trucks <laughs> on our way to the restaurant. We were walking. Let's try that. Let's try that. Let's try that. Let's try that. Then we get to the restaurant. One of us was full, but one of
0: us kept eating. I am not uh, going to say which one that I'll, was. Okay, I'll come clean. I'm the one that was not full yet, Jimmy. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes, fine. Look, there's a reason that I host a show called Breakfast. <laughs> it's not because I don't like to eat. <laughs> but I got to say, that was a very fun night that I won't forget oh, in yeah. New York. We got to do that again. Oh, yeah. Started, we started up in Times Square. We ended up all the way, I don't know where, down by the Empire State Building, I think. But we probably did stop at 10 different places. Yeah. And I ate at all 10 of them. Thank you. I did, too. Were you When you were a little kid, were you the kid that was just always a center of attention uh, at the family gatherings? Or did you play? When did that start for you?
1: No, I wasn't like that. I was very quiet, very timid. I had stage fright when I first started. So I was the quiet one. So when you first
0: started, what what did the first thing you ever did? like?
1: A children's play. I, I called the Golly Whoppers at Caramu, one of the oldest black theaters of the nation in Cleveland, Ohio. Wow. And I figured if I would capture these kids, I could do the adult stuff. So, and it worked. So the kids found me very funny and I engaged with them and, that's when I built up my confidence. I no longer had
0: stage fright. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I had a little bit of stage fright when I was when I started out. I was the first play I got cast in. I just quit the play. It was like at a church camp or something, mm-hmm. and I just quit the play. And then I didn't tell my mom I quit. And then she went to go see the show, and I wasn't in it. <laughs> 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 uh, that was not good. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so you grew up in Cleveland. Yes. How was that? Very,
1: I would say very nice a lot of people probably don't think so, but the weather is very bad, but you get used to it like you guys get used to the earthquakes,
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah it was it was nice though the people are are friendly, they love the arts and um the hardworking people midwestern
0: do you think that um growing up in Cleveland shaped in any way who you are as a performer?
1: yes, it does I came from. A line of people in that city. If you look around out here, there's a lot of Cleveland people out here. We uh, name a few: Bill Cobbs, uh, James Pickens Jr., okay. uh, Vanessa Bell Calloway. It's a lot of Clevelanders, and uh, back there they teach you to be a performer. You mm-hmm. must learn a little movement. You must learn to sing a tune, and you must know your acting.
0: Yeah, and that's all. They bring you up. I mean, that's what they call now, like being a triple threat, right? But to me, as a performer, you should learn all of those things. Yeah,
1: the movement is important to your acting instrument. Not that you're going to be Sammy Davis or tap and all, you know, mm-hmm. real good. But you need to know, you know, the grace of the movement. The grace comes in, in. You can use that in your, in your acting.
0: Yeah. What is your, what would you consider your acting, uh, do you have a certain ty- uh, acting uh, philosophy? I would say take in
1: everything that you're comfortable with, take no matter how small, because small roles turn into big roles Yeah. in the future. I mean, I, I heard a lot of people um, say, oh, a small role, but if they come out here, they'll find out it's very competitive, And you might be sitting in the waiting room with somebody who was a series regular trying to get a one-line part. Yeah. So it's very competitive.
0: Did you move from Cleveland to here, or have you had other stops in between? No. I moved here in 2003. Mm -hmm. Been here ever since. Okay. So what do you find different out here? I'm sure there are a lot of things, but what's the biggest change from Cleveland to Los Angeles?
1: Well, let's start with the... (laughs) <laughs> the economy Okay <laughs> <laughs> Let's start there first uh, My home in Cleveland was like a three bedroom, two bath, big backyard and uh, air It cost like 125000 And it was in the suburbs yeah. of Maple Heights That same house where I live now in Altadena would cost $800,000 So Woo. we could start there I'll probably live in an apartment for the rest of my life if I live out here.
0: <laughs> right. What's the, what's the first part you ever did where you decided, like, I, I need to do this? This is my calling to be an actor, to be a performer.
1: Well, uh, there was a lot of things that I did in Cleveland, like the Great White Hope. However, there was a piece called Reclamation of an Ex. And it was about a prison and I had been used to doing so many comedic parts, this part was, had a little drama in it, and it had the audience crying. I never knew that I could do that. And that's when I said, oh, maybe you better capture this whole thing and study and whatever to try to get that back. Because people out here see me in a comedic way, which I don't care. I take it. I'll take it until it falls down. But in the meantime, I do study dramatic you know, because that audience, that was a big audience, and I didn't know that I could do that, and I even shed a tear. So I said, this is something I need to explore.
0: So do you find it, uh, uh, what's more satisfying for you, doing a dramatic scene where you get an, uh, a reaction from the audience or doing a comedic scene? So you would say that maybe dramatic, you, you get more out of that, find it more well, satisfying?
1: Contrary to what some people believe, if you do a dramatic scene, after that, you are tired, you are drained, whereas comedy is, uh, you're having fun. I comedy mean, gives I you fun. energy while it you're doing it. It gives me energy. Yeah. I like to be around funny people mm-hmm. because that makes you create. So, um, But if, when you do something dramatic and you know that you're doing it right, you are, you are tired. Yeah. After that scene, you are drained. So that's the way I feel.
0: Before we go too much further, I do want to talk about uh, we went out and had breakfast at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. <laughs> uh, and We went to the one in Pasadena because I was a little less busy and closer to where you, where, you, where you stay at. So I like Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. I think their fried chicken is, I mean, there's very few places that make better fried chicken than Roscoe's. How about you? What did you get there?
1: I do, too. I got the giblets okay. and
0: rice. Well, that's right. You had the giblets. Yeah. And I um,
1: I like that one, too, Uh Matter of fact...
0: Smothered with gravy, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Matter of fact, one of the first times I went to that one, I saw Queen Latifah. Oh. Yeah. She, she was bring, uh, She was doing this uh, movie called Bringing Down a House. And sure. I think she had rented a house up in Altadena. Mm-hmm. So she was seen in the area a lot. But uh, I happened to walk in uh, Roscoe's and I said,
0: wow, <laughs> Queen Latifah. Well, that was one of her big movies that was kind of right after Living Single, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah um that that is one thing you could say it, it, you'll see famous people a lot of times at roscoe's oh yeah i think the first time i went there the first two times i went there and was, that's was probably the one in hollywood the first time i went there i saw john carroll lynch if you know him he was in the movie fargo uh, he played uh marge marge's the cop's husband that did mm-hmm. the two cent stamp at the end of the movie yeah and then the second time i went in there i saw blair underwood and i was like wow Blair Underwood. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a place. I will say it's a good place for a celebrity sighting. And uh, let's see, I had, it was the Oscar special, which was three wings and some grits. And, you know, if you guys listen to the show, I've, I talk about grits a lot. I had some shrimp and grits one time. Uh, uh, grits. And there's not very many places you get grits out here in Los Angeles. So yeah. if there's grits, I usually get them. Put some hot sauce on it. Uh, what else do I have? I had a biscuit. So I put some uh, honey on that. Very healthy meal I <laughs>
1: Hey, you sure you're from Kansas City, man?
0: Oh, well, Kansas City, Nebraska, you know, it's all Midwest. Yeah, we eat a lot of meat, a yeah. lot of gravy. Yeah, pretty sure. <laughs> I think that proves it. It's uh, it's not necessarily—sometimes I talk about how the places are as far as being a place to create things. It's not a place I necessarily would think of as going, I'm not going to take my computer there and work on my screenplay. Mm-hmm. It's more of a place to— uh, I think it's a cool meeting place if you're meeting someone about a project and talking or just having fun like we did, just having breakfast. But, yeah, Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Obviously, you, a lot of you have already heard of Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. It's a big institution, but maybe you haven't been there. So, And there's m- many locations now. We went to one in Pasadena, which I like because it's like it's often, unless you go right after church on Sundays, that place gets packed. But other than that, it's not as busy. Like you said, the one in Hollywood, sometimes you're just sitting out on the steps just like waiting for like an hour, which is fine. It's worth the wait. But Did you, uh,
1: did you know I noticed that they, they're building one on uh, Washington and La Brea?
0: Really? On the corner. Yeah. Interesting. So that's, what part of town would that be? Oh, it's not. It's not it's, Hollywood. It's south of Hollywood, kind of, right? Yeah, it's just L.A. It's yeah, not, L.A. It's not far from the one on Pico. And that's the original one, the one on Pico, Correct.
1: I don't
0: know. I am sure. maybe I... the one of Sunset. I don't know. Okay. Regardless, Roscoe's Chicken Waffles, we both enjoy that place. Uh, it was fun to kind of hang out with you and just uh, even looking at the menu, it's just like it's hard to pick what you're going to get because there's a lot of good things there. Uh, <laughs> That's so, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't, either one of us even got the chicken waffles, you know, and we we're yeah. still very good meals. I've had the chicken waffles there. It's good. Thank you for coming out uh, and having that meal with me. That that was great. Yeah, It was. You've been acting at it for a while. Is there something? Because I have a lot of listeners that are maybe just starting out acting, or maybe they're still in college or high school and deciding if this is something they might want to do. Is there something that you you know now that you wish you knew a long time ago that might would have saved you a lot of time?
1: Well, I uh, actually study to craft. Mm-hmm. I do it now when I'm not doing any plays or don't have anything else going. I'm in class and we. <laughs> no matter how old I get, I still stay in class because you're, you're always able to learn something new about yourself, uh, about everything that's going on. You gotta stay current and like I said from, there is no small parts so you go after what they cast you at if you're comfortable doing it. And and just stay in that that glitch. If yeah. they got it, you know, if you keep doing it, like I I know some people say, oh, I don't want to play that anymore. I've I've done enough of that. No, you haven't.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, keep doing it until it falls apart. I mean, because that's a check.
0: I think that's a I think that's a great uh, that's a great point that you make. And I often too, like if I I'm always in some kind of acting class because. You know, acting is, it's like a muscle too. If you mm-hmm. don't use it, you can get little, it's not something, you get rusty if you're not doing it. Mm-hmm. And also, like you said, things are changing all the time. Strategies, there's always new strategies coming up. There's always different types of shows coming out. I like to be in a class where oftentimes I'm working on camera so I can watch myself and see, oh, I'm making a weird face there. And yeah. I didn't know I was making a weird face there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also like to do, classes where I'm doing a lot of dramatic stuff because I do a lot of comedy so I really want to work on the drama so when I have a chance to do it I'll be ready and I'll be in practice with it and then uh, you know obviously I still do a lot of comedy stuff too but yeah I think that's a great point mm-hmm. uh, to stay work on your craft all the time mm-hmm. I think some people think well I'm a funny guy I'm just gonna go out there maybe audition and I'll just book some parts you might book some parts but what you want you want you don't want a part. You want a career, right? So you want to get many parts over many years. And if you just have one little thing and you, you're not studying your craft, you might not have as long of a career as you want.
1: See, I had some great teachers I came out uh, here. Started with uh, Chip Fields Heard, who is Kim Fields' mother.
0: Oh, wow. And okay. uh,
1: I started because she teaches sitcom Kim, and she was Kim working.
0: Fields, who was... Uh, she was on The Facts of Life, correct? Yeah. Played Tootie. Yeah. Uh, and then was on Living Single also? Yes. Okay. Uh, she, big fan of Kim Fields. Yeah. So her you know, dad what? was an acting coach? Her mother. Her mother was an acting coach. Yeah, I had no idea. She worked right
1: on the on the sets with uh with the kids. Uh I think it's that uh she was on uh, All of Us uh not all of us uh, the show where it was patterned after uh Will Smith.
0: Oh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air.
1: Yeah, no, his real life. Well, anyway, okay. Kim' uh, uh, mother was a is an actor coach. She had also employed uh, uh, Troy uh, Rollins and uh, Richard Lyons, who both of those were acting coaches on set on different sets. Uh, one was on the Damon uh, Wayans show, um, working with the kids. Mm-hmm. So when I came out here. They had this every Saturday, they had a acting workshop. And they taught you the terms, what to do, how to walk into a, a line, how to walk and sit and position yourself. They taught you how, they put you on stage and told you to, everybody's looking at you and they would bring up things that would probably make you cry. Because they said 10 or 15 years later, a guy would get a lot of jobs if he can show emotions. Mm-hmm. And they were right. That was like over 10 to 15 years ago. Now, if you could cry or show emotions in front of the camera, you get a job. Yeah. So, they she was very instrumental about my whole sitcoms, teaching, and whatever. I learned a lot from them. So, I'm grateful to that.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think one of the things that, that you you're known for is like I mentioned in the open, uh the Black Dynamite series. So uh I'm interested in that because like like I mentioned, it's something that started out as a movie and they also did like a cartoon version of it and then they did a comic book version of it. Uh how was your involvement, you know, different in the three different things?
1: <laughs> well, it started out with the movie and they, they had a they had an audition and uh they tell me that they had a lot of people they were considering they picked me uh, and started out like, OK, I thought it was going to be, you know, it was like a small part, which I don't run from. Yeah, I took it <laughs> and um, and it had joke about uh Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, which I thought would be... Which be, is one
0: of the reasons we went to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles yeah. for our breakfast, of course.
1: Yeah, and I thought that would be a, a, a an L.A. joke. Well, you know, they, they were just going, you know, to make the movie and the people in L.A. would know that joke, but I didn't think anyone else in any other cities would know. So anyway, the, the show got, uh, the movie got to rolling and uh, all of a sudden, that picked up. And I, I used to tell the uh, director, I used to laugh. I said, you sure they, they'll g- get this joke in any other city or whatever or in uh, festivals in, in France? So it got picked up for a lot of festivals and stuff. So every stop he would call me and say, hey, Jimmy, <laughs> they got that joke. I said, <laughs> in France? <laughs> you know." So it's like snowball. Like I said, there's no small parts. You take a small part yeah. and then it rolled up into a character. Did after that movie was out, that was the first movie that was bought at Sundance. We went, and it, Sony bought it, and and then that about a year or so later, they called me and asked me would I be interested in doing Roscoe again in the cartoon version, and I said yeah. <laughs> so I was in a, a lot in a couple of uh, cartoon uh, movies, and then third they said, do you want to be in the comic book? So. <laughs> I said, "Why not?" Yeah. So I wound up signing comic books and found out that Roscoe had a a following. Hey, I want to talk to Roscoe. Uh, sign this for me, Roscoe.
0: That's that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, how? So other than that, what did did you have to do anything for the comic book, or you just they just kind of wrote it, and then you're like, "Yeah, now you're in it," and you just get a sign. That's, they wrote, see, it. that's the, they wrote it. That's the that's the kind it of work you need to I get was, done is where you don't have to do anything and yeah. you're signing autographs. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: that was that was an experience that let me know that. There's no small parts. Yeah. Mm.
0: And it seems like it's such a funny premise and group of characters that, and that's why it keeps coming back in different forms. It wouldn't surprise me if there's, like, more Black Dynamite in the future. Who knows? But <laughs> that would be amazing, right? Uh, no, I can it see would. it coming back. I could see them making a Black Dynamite 2. Or uh, another, I could I see them making more of the, obviously they can make more of the comics because it's just like, those characters are so funny that you could just make unlimited stories about them.
1: Well, I wish they would. That would that would be great. I mean, I had a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun working with a lot of comedic actors and yeah. you know uh, stand-up comics. is very nice. You laugh all day. What other job could you have? You laugh all yeah. day, eat, have fun,
0: create. What is there a is there a part that you've done where afterwards you're like, man, this is something I really want to remember because I worked with somebody that like that I've always wanted to work with and that was really cool. Or
1: well. I'd have to say uh, working with Wanda Sykes yeah um, yeah I just did I was in a movie with her called the Wedding year that's out now it came out yesterday
0: yeah and well uh, and we, we talked about it mm-hmm. in in Zora's uh, episode we talked about it coming out so this is the second mm-hmm. time we've heard of the wedding I'm gonna go see it this weekend. It's got so many good names in it. So you got to play Wanda Sykes. Uh, what was her relationship? That I was, I was the pastor. Okay. The, oh, <laughs> I can see you playing a pastor. Oh yes.
1: yes. <laughs> and uh, being well, working with her, you would be surprised. She is very quiet. She's not, you know, she's not a, a comic that has to be on all the time. You know, she she would sit at break time and j- just talk, but she's quiet. And uh, I, I used to always watch her on TV. I said, well, I, a lot of the people that I have, Work with I used to watch on TV, mm-hmm. and then when I came out here, I would never know that I would work with them. Um, I mean, Mike Epps, uh, Cedric, Mike—you know, it's a bunch—and I would never know. Me and my son used to sit and watch TV, and then a couple of years later, I was working with those people. Yeah, so that—that's uh, that's
0: amazing. I think that's one of the coolest things for me too about. Working on projects in Hollywood, is you're constantly. Uh, even though I like being an actor, I, I I I'm also a fan of actors. You know, I'm a fan of funny people, and so it works on both levels. It's fun to work with them, and it's really cool to just to be part of their world. And you get to work together. I mean, that's amazing. You get to be part of their comedy, and they're part of your comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. That's that's one of the most fun things for me is just. Getting to meet some people that you admire and, and hopefully they're cool and they're giving when we worked on the HOA together, mm-hmm. you know, I found Horatio to be very helpful. Horatio Sands, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, oh, he's a
1: nice oh that
0: guy. <laughs> he's nice. And, you know, honestly we work with Sherry O'Terry too. Sherry O'Terry helped me a lot. And uh, I think she wrote some of the lines that I had Cause when I when I when I see them, I'm like, yeah, that's definitely a, that's a Sherry. I could picture Sherry O'Terry Terry saying that line too. Better than me, probably. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Sh-
1: Sherry's one of the sweetest people I know. I mean, she's, she's very, very nice. nice. Yeah, very nice. I was like bowled over how, how nice she was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this industry has a lot of great people. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: you know. Yeah, we always hear the stories about like the people that are nightmares, mm-hmm. and I think that. They get publicized more just because it's a it's a story, but there are really genuinely a lot of good people in Hollywood. Uh, most people I found to be pretty helpful on sets and in different projects and things like that. So,
1: I um, did have occasions occasion to work with Dorian uh, Wilson, okay, the guy on uh, Parker. Uh, he played Professor Ogletree. Right. I did about four, three, six about six plays. Same thing. Uh, uh things that make Man cry. That guy is, he is very funny and always teaching. He teaches yeah. you. He taught us, you know, taught me a couple of new yeah, tricks.
0: I remember when you were doing that play and I saw the postcard and I was like, man, I don't want to go to that. I don't want I don't want to cry at a play. I'm a man, Jimmy. Oh no. That, no, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh I'm always amazed at all the plays you're doing too. I I need to get back in there and do some more live stuff cuz I think that's another skill set that gets really rusty if you don't do it, you know, and it's uh and there's there's really nothing like being in front of a of a live audience and succeeding or failing in front of a live audience. Instant
1: gratification?
0: Yeah, instant because gratification.
1: With T- TV you have to wait what, 2 or 3 weeks
0: at uh, least, I mean, or if movie, not 6 a months, a year. Yeah. And sometimes you you don't even remember. Sometimes you were like, "Oh, what, what was the scene that I did?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and somebody said, "I just saw you on something." Oh, what was it? Because that yeah. was a long time ago yeah. when I shot that. This has been really fun. I have a question for you. Go ahead. In the future, there's going to be a movie called "The Jimmy Walker Jr. Story." Who's going to play Jimmy Walker Jr. in that story? Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. All right. Why do you say Kevin Hart?
1: I don't know. He's got a lot of energy.
0: Mm-hmm. He's short. Yeah.
1: He talks about himself. He makes fun of himself, which is something I, I did because I used to, uh, you know, I, I had a stand-up routine where I wouldn't even want to offend other people. or other mm-hmm. people, So I would take it out of myself, and I got a lot of laughs so doing that. I see he uses that a technique, too. So um, probably him. About the that, same
0: height. And, you know. Yeah, I, I could see that. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, I went to a an event where it was it was like one of those Emmy for your consideration events. And it was him and Chelsea Handler. Mm-hmm. She was interviewing him. And I found it really funny those two play off each other really well. They, I mean, they're just like sticking it to each other. Mm-hmm. And you could tell that they're, as they're doing that, you could tell, oh, they're pretty good friends, those two. Oh. Yeah. Uh but but I find him to be uh I mean look you have to admire the the career that he's built. You know, he mm-hmm. I feel like he went from like somebody you didn't know to like almost biggest comic in the world in like 5 years and mm-hmm. now he's just like in everything. Yeah. You know, he's gotten to that point where I'm always interested in like kind of studying those people and like how did they get there and what are the traits that they have. But you're right. He has it seems like he has a lot of energy. He writes comedy about like things that he knows about, I guess, mm-hmm. about his family and stuff like that, and that's I think where the most truth in comedy comes out is things that you actually know. So yeah, I would love to see Kevin Hart play Jimmy Walker Jr. <laughs> I'm
1: <laughs> sure he'd love Walker it
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, So, Jimmy, this has been really fun. If you would like to see more about the Breakfast Show, including pics of Jimmy Walker Jr. and I having breakfast at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, there are some places you can do that. You can go to my Instagram or my Twitter page at Scoops Pope. You can go to the uh, Instagram page for the podcast at Breakfast Podcast, or you can go to my website, BrentPope.com. Jimmy, anything you want to plug and where can we find you on social media?
1: Well, uh, you can find me at uh, Jimmy Walker Jr. Facebook, uh, Jr. J- Jimmy Walker at Instagram. And I do have a play coming up called uh, Misleading Lady 3 in October.
0: and what's, so, the, what's that play about? Give us the pitch on that. Well, it's
1: about this um, lady who had some hidden skeletons in her closet, that happens to come out and her children find out. And, and I don't wanna reveal anymore, yeah, no, but no. I, I, uh but that's the way it is. It's a drama and it is comedy. I'm I'm the comic relief. Mm-hmm. So um that was very interesting. I've been done it uh seven, eight times. Yeah, wow. Uh, Sharon Judy is the uh
0: writer you know, I just thought of this right now. I want to ask you, before we get out of here, who are your influences growing up? Like, who would you say were your influences on your acting, your comedy? Well,
1: comedy was like Richard Pryor as far yeah. as comedy. And, I, I, you know, he's someone that made me laugh. I mean, not just stand up, but his stuff and um, situation comedies. Watching him, you know in movies, Mm
0: -hmm. I would say Richard Pryor. Okay. As you know, because you're probably listening to the show right now, you can find us now on Stitcher Radio. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on uh, Spotify. You can find it through my website, brentpope.com. We're starting to get a lot of listeners in different places. Jimmy, you know, there's actually somebody, and I don't know who it is, that listens to my podcast every time from Ireland. yeah. As far as I don't know, I don't, I don't know that I know anyone in Ireland. So, you know, if you're that person in Ireland, you know, uh, send me a message on Instagram or on Twitter or uh, uh, on my website. And I'm interested to see who you are. And uh, thank you for listening. And we're also, we ha- I think I have listeners now in about 15 different states. I'm trying to get all 50, you know, but mm-hmm. I'll take 15 for now. It's it's fun. And, Jimmy, this has been so great having you on the show. Uh, I'm a big fan great. of your work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you. and uh, even on a bigger level, I consider you a great friend of mine. Thank and uh, I enjoy uh, you. your friendship and hanging out with you because you always make me laugh.
1: And thank you. Thank you for having me, Brent. Yeah. You're giving me an opportunity
0: to be. Oh. Anytime. Oh, uh, you. Do you want to do the next one again? Whenever. Okay, cool. Whenever. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, that will end another great episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope. And that'll put it in the old to-go bag. Until next time.